really sorry to start the show this way. We're working to make life more affordable, deliver you the supports you need. So let's go over the five different benefits we're delivering this month. First is our newest benefit, which we recently passed in the House of Commons, called the grocery rebate. If you're a family with two kids earning a low or modest income, you could receive over $450. That's going out on July 5th, and about 11 million Canadians will be eligible. Another one is the GST-HST credit. This is a payment goes out tax-free to individuals and families with low and modest incomes. If you're a single Canadian, you may be eligible for up to $496 a year, with payments also going out on July 5th. If you're a family with kids, you probably already know full well about the Canada Child Benefit, which is hundreds of dollars a month tax-free to help you with the high costs of raising children. Well, every July, that amount is adjusted based on your family income and indexed to inflation. So coming July 20th, you'll get the updated payments. If you live in any of these provinces, you'll be receiving your summer pollution price rebate between July 14th and July 21st. Summer it pollution. More money back in the pockets of families while fighting climate change and protecting our environment. And finally, payments for the Canada Pension Plan will be delivered on July 27th. If you're retired, this money is here to support you and will vary based on your previous income. Now, that was a lot of information. And you can find out more about each of them at canada.ca slash benefits. But at the end of the day, what you need to know is this. And, then it, and then it loops We're together. And then it loops back. I, I'm sorry we had to start with that. But we have to. Oh, my effing G is indeed the level of um, absurdity. Parody and reality have um, have crossed paths, have merged. This is the most um, a. It's it's just crap. I mean, it's just crap. Not that I produce the highest quality stuff, but I can edit a video in my car on my iPhone in fifteen minutes, and it would look like a Stanley Kubrick movie compared to this crap. Did did, did you hear me? I, I got to bring up the, the part. It was somewhere about here. It was here. Receiving your summer pollution price rebate. Your summer pollution price. Your summer pollution price rebate. What in the bloody hell are you talking about, Justin? What, what does it do, by the way? Between July 14th and July 21st. Your summer price pollution rebate. It puts more money back in the pockets of families while fighting climate change and protecting our environment. Do, do you know what it does to fight climate change? Uh, Canadians who have had your taxpayer dollars taken from you so that they can give you back pennies on the dollar that they took. It does jack squat for climate change. It does jack diddly squat. Like people don't even understand this. You could shut Canada down entirely. You could prevent Canadians from breathing. Canadians and Canada, I believe, are responsible for 1%, 1.5% of global emissions even if you assume that global emissions are the be-all and end-all of the climate crisis. So you could, you could shut Canada off, and it will do nothing for the purported climate crisis in as much as you are even inclined to believe that such a climate crisis exists. Now, but by the way, Justin, by the way, did you notice how he said, you know, there's upwards of 11 million Canadians that are eligible for the grocery rebate, which means that there are upwards of 11 million Canadians who are having trouble paying for their groceries, all the while 
This I'm going to pull up this article in a second. Canada to help Ukraine with another $500 million and weapons. Trudeau, you know, there used to be a word for, you know, supplying weapons to foreign countries uh, to, to, to finance and facilitate war. Arms dealers. That's one, 500 million. I can't even keep track. I can't even keep track of how much Canada has given because you can't get a clear answer in the paper. 59, this is a little, this is old. This is April. Canada spending $59 million on a site, well, assault rifles, machine guns for Ukraine. What was the last one here? This is all, can't even keep track of it anymore. Canada has also contributed more than $8 billion to efforts related to the war in Ukraine since last year. Now, that's not all just cash out of, the, out of our back pockets. Uh, the, that included launching special immigration programs to allow Ukrainians to come to Canada quickly with a temporary work and study permit. I think most people would agree with that um, in theory. Instead of, going through the, instead of going through the usual refugee system. $8 billion. Some of it's a loan. I don't know what the terms are in terms of how you get that loan paid back. Some of it's arms. Some of it's weaponry. Some of it's just take money from Canada and give it to finance a proxy war in Ukraine against Russia. All the while, upwards of 11 million Canadians can't even pay for their own groceries. Woo. But that TikTok video, he, Justin Trudeau has literally become TikTok Trudeau. That's my hashtag. He's literally regressed. He says like, he had people in the think tank say, I was going to say Viva, Justin, you know how you can really, um, how you can really relate to the kids these days? Make a shitty TikTok video. Make a video that is cram-packed with verbal diarrhea. Your summer pollution price rebate. Make a TikTok video cram-packed with verbal diarrhea uh, about how you're throwing cents on the dollar back to Canadian citizens. Although in fairness, you know, maybe some of the people receiving these benefits didn't pay into the system in the first place uh, in terms of tax dollars. So it's not, they're not getting some of their tax dollars back. Uh, they're getting some, you know, someone else's tax dollars because the government has made their life unlivable. It's made groceries unbuyable. Let's make a disgusting, cheesy, awful TikTok video because that's how you're going to get the attention of the younger people. And they're just going to think that you're just throwing money out, handing money out. Kind of like, you know, Joe Biden making promises to the younger generation that he can't keep. Uh, Justin Trudeau is just throwing cash around. 450 you get $498 if you have kids. It's amazing. The, the, the government has shut you down, ruined your business, ruined your livelihood, transferred massive amounts of wealth uh, elsewhere out of your pocket, driven up the price of gas, driven up the price of groceries because of a proxy war that they're fighting uh, in Ukraine versus Russia. However you feel about that, I think it's pretty well accepted now that it is a proxy war that is being fought using Ukraine and Ukraine civilians to deep, well, not deplatform for regime change in Russia. Let's cause a slew of problems and then make a crappy TikTok video about how we're giving you back a few dollars because of how we've destroyed your lives. That's pretty much it. Oh yeah. And by the way, let's, we're just going to replace you in your own country as well, because um, Canadian population is not growing enough. People seem to be leaving the country. And how do we falsify that statistic in order to be able to claim through our dishonest government subsidized media uh, that Canada is growing and really doing great, according to Bloomberg? Canada is totally winning, according to Bloomberg. What do you do to counter declining population, emigration? Open your freaking borders. Limitless immigration such that by the end of the century, 
Canada's population is expected to more than double because of immigration. Nothing wrong with that if you're, um, you know, sort of into that type of policy, but appreciate it for what it is. All right, we've got a very interesting surprise show today. Uh, I wasn't going to go live, but I think we, we, we have had some developments on Erica Marsh. I think her Twitter handle was Erica Reports. I forget what the actual account was. It's since been suspended. Um, and there's a journalist out there who I discovered yesterday who broke the story that this ridiculous TikTok, uh, Twitter account that was so idiotic in its content, it was unclear if it was parody or reality, widely interacted with um, a lot of blue checkmark Dems. There's some news on that. It appears that Erica Marsh is, in fact, a uh, fake AI-generated image of sorts, fake account used. I've got to ask the question, what purpose this all serves? Because we're going to get into it. But the, the reporter, Greg, and I forgot his last name because I'm a bastard. Hold on one second. Greg Bolden. Sorry, kept I was thinking Boulder. But Greg Bolden is the journalist who seems to have cracked the story. He's going to be on in five minutes. He has a half an hour with us, which is why I started a little early to let people trickle in so that we could um, talk about this story. Then we're going to go to Rumble and Locals. We're going to cover Hirschman, some recent articles that I didn't know had been published. So if I didn't know, I presume other people didn't as well. From Yale Medicine, from McGill, and uh, what other stuff? We have some stuff on the back burner. Uh, before we get into that, let's just make sure that we're all good here. Mike Pierce. Ten oh, I can bring it up. What am I doing here? I demand answers, Eva. Why do you hate Leonard Part 6 so much? Ridiculously stupid is the point of the movie. Do we need to get a doll so you can point to where the bad movie touched you? Look, I haven't seen Leonard Part 6. It's a uh, um, Bill Cosby classic. I haven't seen it since I was eight years old. I just remember one scene where Bill Cosby shoots a gun and the gun ricochets off every, like, you know, trays, walls, all this stuff, and then hits the bad guy in the head. The movie is widely heralded as being one of the worst movies of all time. Uh, so I don't really know why I hate it. I just remember that I said it was the most ridiculous movie I'd ever seen. That coupled with the knowledge that it's widely rated as being one of the worst movies of all time. And so that's how I've made that memory a reality. Um, speaking of which, maybe I'll do a, a movie review afterwards. I watched the interview with Seth Rogen and James Franco about the interview with Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-un. I was actually, I was, I was mildly surprised that the movie did not suck. That's my, that's my threshold now for a good movie. If I don't come out of it angry and say I just wasted an hour and a half of my life, if it's not a total crap fest, I'm, I'm mildly surprised given the level of shizer movies these days. Um, hold on, but all that to say, by the way, standard disclaimers, there will be no medical advice, despite the fact that we're going to be talking about Hirschman, the um, embalmer, his findings, and some you know arguments that people seem to be lacking uh, basic logic, tactics, techniques. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But there's no medical advice. There's no election fortification advice, no legal advice. We see these beautiful things and it's a dollar sign and it's a way to support the channel. YouTube has these things called Rumble Rants. I'm an idiot. YouTube has Super Chats. Rumble has Rumble Rants. Um, YouTube takes 30% of those. So if you don't really feel like supporting YouTube, but you want to support me and my endeavors or Robert Barnes and our endeavors... Rumble Rants, they take 20% on Rumble, but they're taking zero for the rest of the year. So all of it goes to the creator. Or you can go to vivabarneslaw.locals.com. Seven bucks a year, $70, 70, seven bucks a month, 
Don't anyone get me on false advertising. Seven bucks a month, 70 bucks a year discounted rate or more. Some people actually willingly support us with more than that. Uh, you get a ton of great content, a ton of wonderful community. We're currently designing a new shirt because everyone in our community is above average. So we're going to have a shirt that says I'm above average and I need to consult with our community. Um, and what else? That is it. You may have noticed coming into the stream, it said this stream contains a paid sponsorship because it does. Because it's something that I use and it's something that's easy to sponsor because it's good. I like it. It's healthy. Fieldofgreens.com. Powdered greens are the rage these days. It's a healthy alternative to bad habits. It's actually just a healthy practice. Most people uh, don't know you're supposed to have between five and seven servings of raw fruits and vegetables daily. I always have that Typically, unless I'm traveling, it's impossible to find fresh uh, greens and fruits when you're traveling, which is when Field of Greens is especially useful. It was in Texas, uh, a year, well, I, mean, I guess it was almost a year ago. Couldn't, we're living off fast food, could not get fresh fruits and vegetables. People are supposed to have five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables a day, and most people don't. Desiccated greens. It's not a supplement. It's not an extract. It's a food. USDA organic, made in America. One spoonful contains one serving of fruits and vegetables with all of their antioxidant superpower stuff for fruits and vegetables. Um, it tastes good, sweet, delicious, looks like swamp water. And I say that because swamp water is swamp water because it's high in nutrients and it is the water of life. It's where fish go to spawn, where frogs grow. Um, it's delicious. It's healthy, made in America, USD organic. It's a food, not a supplement. And um, not only do they endorse me, but I highly recommend it because I was using this before they actually were a sponsor of the channel. So go to the, go to the, 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 the website, fieldofgreens.com. It brings you to Brickhouse Nutrition. Promo code Viva gets you 15% off your order. Link is in the description. Thank you, Field of Greens. And now I see our guest in the backdrop just in time. Oh, one second. He says, okay, while, uh, uh, while we get... <laughs> Don't worry, I'll leave you there. Let, give, me the, give me the thumbs up when you're ready to come in. You ready now? Okay, here we go, people. Greg, sorry, I was, doing my, I was getting my microphone set up. I was coming through my uh, computer audio. I'm on vacation with the family for the fourth, so I'm not in my oh, studio amazing. to be able to do much. But uh, glad to be here. I don't know that I have a ton of additional info, but I can share some extra uh, evidence uh, that I did not post. It was kind of my keeping the receipts just in case people said, you know, uh, this was you connecting the dots a little too far fetched. I have things that are much more uh, connected back to Rhinestone uh, or Rhinegold Consulting. Um, hold, hold on a second. So, hold yeah, on. We'll, we'll get into it. Let's yeah, see yeah, where you want to go. Uh, what I love, you can, you don't have to realize like the studio doesn't matter. The mic is the most important thing, and you're traveling with your mic, which is good. I do. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, a, on such short notice, but also while you're on vacation. Okay, Greg, before we even get into any of this, who are you? Like, I don't, I think a lot of sure. people are going to be meeting you for the first time right now. Yeah, I'm nobody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> by the way, I, I've, I, I, I've discovered you yesterday, but you seem yeah. to be doing journalism, whether or not you think you're a journalist, you yeah. seem to be journalizing. So, I mean, I, I've been in DC before I've interviewed people like Jill Stein, uh, Ron Paul, and I've gotten credentialed to do those type of things. I have a show Monday through Friday on the America Out Loud Network. I'm a podcaster. Um, citizen journalism, alternative media, I guess that's what you could label me as. Uh, but I don't aim to be an influencer by any means. And I really thought that my tweet yesterday might be seen by like 10,000 people total. And I woke up this morning, we're at, I think, closing on 4 million and my life has been turned upside down. My phone <laughs> won't stop vibrating. And I'm just reporting stuff that was already publicly out there. 
Uh, I can't take credit for what I posted 100%. I simply looked at all the other research that was there, and then I was able to connect the dots with the smoking gun, finding out that Erica Marsh's profile photo with the field in the background was taken by the gentleman who runs Rheingold Consulting. And that's the smoking gun that I haven't shared with anybody. Uh, it's going to be in my Substack later today. I shared the images and show the evidence exactly where it's at. The guy, I've asked for uh, him to speak with me, to give an opinion on all this. Uh, he's declined to speak with me. He's now blocked me. And he declined to speak with Heavy.com's reporter, who was running the exact same story three days ago. Um, so again, I can't take credit for like, this is an original Greg Bolden moment. I'm not going to do that. Well, it's, but sometimes, you know, the, the, the revolutionary act is just piecing together the, that which is already there, but you know, people are busy and they don't look into it themselves, but even look, we'll back it up a little bit before we get, go forward again. Sure. You'll give me all of your links, which I'll put in the, in the pin comment, you independent sure. journalist of sorts influencer, sure. right? That, that, that term is a terrible term, but you, you no, are, I don't want to be an influencer, <laughs> but you're not, you're not foreign to this domain. So you've been doing podcasts no. and you have a social media presence. Yes. For those who don't know, this Erica Marsh, uh, she looks like the, the photo I initially thought was a woman from the Brady Bunch. I did a reverse image search a while back, didn't find anything over the top. So I just go on thinking it's just another dumb uh, Democrat Twitter account that um, puts out the most, you know, not it puts out uh, politically partisan stuff, much like Brooklyn Defiant Dad, much like Rob Reiner, much like a bunch of other, uh, much like Republicans against Trump. But making... Okay. Making Democrats look bad, too. I mean, these were over the top. It wasn't good press for Democrats whatsoever. That's where I, you know, when I don't understand the reason of this, they don't right. need an Erica. So Erica Marsh puts, there was a tweet. I can't get any of them now because she's been suspended. The right. account has been suspended. So I can't even get the ones that I've interacted with in the past. At one point said, raise your hand if you're vaccinated and uh, happy or something. And uh, I, I, engage, I interacted with it. There was another one. Like just over, not over the top, but just like you'd think it could be parody, but then you flip through the account, you see who engages with it. It's close enough to reality and not clearly parody. Um, so people have seen that account from before. It was like, oh, Erica Marsh, some people had put together, it's a character from One Tree Hill. I'm thinking it doesn't matter this, you know, <laughs> names are names. Right. Um, and then, so people have been suspecting this account was a parody troll-ish for a while. The one that really almost pushed me over the top, but then I came back on it, was uh, the one that she put out about the Supreme Court decision on the Harvard admissions. No black person will ever succeed in a merit-based system. And I put out a tweet like, holy crap, this is it. It's parody. Well played. Right. How long had you been familiar with this account for? And when did you decide to look into it? Uh, so it came up on my show on Friday. Uh, my co-host, uh, I host a show with somebody else only on Fridays, and he called her a friend of Bill Gates' daughter. I was like, I don't know who this person is. And so that led me to not want to have misinformation on my show. And I was like, well, Bill Gates' daughter is not linked to her. And that led me down this rabbit hole of, I got to find out where this AI image came from. Because I found out that Heavy.com, they ran this image of it being an AI generated that a bunch of digital marketing websites had access to. And uh, when I started tracking that down, I was able to get this uh, company that was listed in Belgium, but the guys from Germany. So that's like the people are confused when I posted Belgium and they're like, but this guy's in Germany. I get that. But the information that I had available to me, I'm just reporting as it came up as Belgium. And when I mapped it, I was like, all right, so here we have an AI image and we have an AI image then that's being broadcast on her account. Therefore, we know that the person behind the tweets isn't who they say they are. That's not a blonde or if it is a blonde, it doesn't look like Erica Marsh. 
so I was I was confident at that point in time that I had unearthed what was an AI avatar that was tweeting out information. Now, I needed to figure out why, like what is the relationship to this? So I started putting it out through my channels and a person was able to show me that Rheingold Consulting, the owner uh, that I called out, he had taken photos on a website called 500 Picks. And guess what? Erica Marsh's background photo with the green or yellow and green flowers is one of the photos that he took in the fields of Germany. Let me, let, let me bring this picture. I'll bring that picture up. Oh, let do you have that photo? I'm I haven't published it yet. So that's why I was, I was oh, you're going to bring up her profile photo. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring up her profile. I'm going to be publishing on my Substack his uh, his photo of it so people can see. Let me ask you the first question, the most obvious one. How does anyone determine it's an AI-generated image? Sure. Uh, well, one, I think you should know my background. Um, I didn't go into that. I teach this for a living. Um, so in addition to being a podcaster, I'm a degree in television and film. I've been highly involved in artificial intelligence, uh, avatars uh, for the dissemination of information. Uh, and I'm going to connect that in my article later today. I'll, I'll go through that for everybody. But right now, with Adobe Voco, uh, ChatGPT, and all the different tools that are available to you, you and I, by having this conversation right now, anyone can clone our voices after 20 seconds. The software is out there. We're putting it on Rumble. If somebody wants to make it sound like Greg Bolden said something, they can. Now they can take my image. They can take my face if I have enough photos online, and they can create a video of me and do whatever as well. The AI image looked too soft for me. If someone's going to get a professional photo done, you know, I shoot 56 uh, megapixel images on headshots. That's not a 56 megapixel image. It's closer to about 10. That's showing me too that maybe that's not exactly accurate. The face is very perfect as well. The field that's in the background there, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if I can find. Um, I mean, that field is the literal. Uh idea behind the Ukrainian flag, it's fields of, of green, fields of grain and skies of blue. That's correct. But it's also, uh, and I don't have the image up on my computer right now, darn it. Um, but don't worry, but, but yeah, so it's, it's also uh, an image that was taken in Germany. Okay. That, that is a field in Germany. I have the exact location. It's geotagged with the uh, windmill in the field as well. Um, okay, hold on. Now that you mention it, I'm going to bring this back up and then just look <laughs> at that. Right. Let me just zoom in. It, it's, it's cropped. This is the best one I could find, but there's a windmill, there's a windmill in, the in the background. Yep. That's located in Germany. And that's one of Michael's, uh, alleged pictures. I'm saying alleged because 500 picks, that's his account according to this, but I'm so deep into the woods right now on this. Um, so, I, I really wish this guy would take my phone call. <laughs> so you determine the idea is it's an AI generated image. It's, it's not a very <laughs> high resolution. Um, the well now you've determined or but you, you also have to go back to the other images that i posted it has like six shots of her that is actually an ai generated fake person that's her but it's a different version of her the software that creates these they can create different head-on different backgrounds and so when in my post yesterday i put up that post so people could see here are the six images of erica marsh they're identical but it's her as a different uh, she's wearing different clothing uh, that is from an AI artificial intelligence dissemination, which linked back to the consulting group. Again, maybe the consulting group purchased her image. Maybe it's all innocent. But I, I deal with the fact that I felt like I had enough to go on at that. There it is right there. Yeah. That's an AI image. That's not real. It's amazing. She looks like the actress from uh, it's either Road Trip or and, um, and AI. AI might have used One Tree Hill and the different actresses in order to create that. 
Okay, amazing. So phenomenal. So whether or not it's fully settled in for everybody else, you determine it's an AI image. Let me bring the, let me bring our screen out right. here. Um, and then how did you make the connection to uh, this German company again? Uh, so right there on that image. <laughs> hold on, hold you go on. Go back to back it. up. Yep. Yep. So right there on that image, if you look at the one that's highlighted. Yep. Read the name of the company. Digital Marketing Performance. Now Reinhardt at, Consulting. Now, now when it's Gold. clicked on, when it's clicked, scroll back up. When it's clicked on, yeah. look at Digital Marketing Performance. And there's Michael's photo right alongside it. Oh, I see in that, this little thing right here. <laughs> it's like staring me in the face. And then I went, <laughs> then I went to the website and I was like, all right, why does he have Erica Marsh? Now I cannot get any answers on this. So I simply published what I had. Um, I published and went live with it because I was a hundred percent positive that there was at least a connection to his firm, whether he purchased this image or he created it, especially with that background. And the second thing I was positive was, was she was not a real person in the sense of how she was being presented. I don't think this is AI. I don't think this is a bot that's making these tweets. I think this is a person that's trolling people and having fun with it. The question is who's financing this type of stuff? Uh, because I was talking with uh, Michael uh, Schellenberger uh, in a space last night who was with the Twitter files. And on the Twitter files, you can see he talks about how the alphabet agencies in this country have used social media accounts with very low followers at times in order to influence public perception on issues. And so this is a very dangerous technology in the wrong hands. This could influence elections. This can influence the way that public policy and conversations are going in this country. And so I really think that this is a, a great conversation to have regarding what the Republicans and the Democrats can do in order to weaponize social media against the masses. Um, okay, so now uh, the individual, uh, incidentally, has blocked me as well. I've never yeah, knowingly just... interacted with him. There was so after that tweet from last week, Erica Marsh says uh, this decision's a disgrace. No black person's ever going to succeed again. Um, and then I say, well, it's parody. Then you scroll down and someone says, are you parody? Sincerely, tell me. She says, not I'm not parody. parody. Now, that would be where it violates Twitter rules if the parody account denies being parody or, right. or conceals it. Parody or troll or whatever. Um, then there was an, also a tweet last week where Erica Marsh apparently tweeted out, does anyone know a good defamation lawyer? And then I made a joke, you know, is the NAACP coming after you because of your, your Harvard decision a tweet? And did you, did you see who made that post first the day before? I did not. Now, I, I now know who did, because apparently, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, was it not the, the, the German guy? No, Brian Krasenstein. Shut the front door. Yeah. Well, okay, now I'm thinking logical explanations. Maybe Krasenstein interacted with Marsha thinking she's a, uh, not Marsha, thinking and that then she's the, real. And if it, if it is a bot, it's combing through his tweets and parroting them. Or it's looking for the person is parroting what he's doing. And putting it, and we talked about it. Brian was on with me on a space last night. We actually spoke exactly about that. Brian is real. He is not yeah. a bot, well, ladies and gentlemen. It. He's a very real person. Yeah, but Greg, and his this, brother. This is my ultimate, like my ultimate, not takeaway, but my ultimate um, conundrum. <laughs> I don't need an Erica Marsh fake account. With I, I thought Crash when you have Brian, because yeah, you have Crash's <laughs> team. I know that he's real because a, I've interacted with him. Uh, right. uh, and I've, I mean, I, he's been on Twitter spaces. I've seen his face. I've seen him in real time, unless he's just a boy. But some of the crap that he spews, some of the, the, the crap that Eric Fagelding spews is not any dumber than what Erica Marsh was spewing. So I just don't, we'll get into the tactics as to why this is even, what potential yeah. benefit other no. than Discord, sowing Discord. So Krasenstein, Krasenstein, who's a real person that we've seen, 
I, yeah. I hope. Who knows? He, he's real. Uh, the day, yeah, yeah. The day I, before, I, 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 I've spoken to him. He, he's very real. But as have I. But I don't trust anything anymore. Like how? No, 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 no. He, 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 I, I do Twitter space with the Mario Nawfall with Brian. There's video, and yeah, he, he's a real guy. Okay, but I, <laughs> I, not, gonna... I don't want to start any conspiracies or anything else. Brian I... and Ed are real people, and no, I don't agree with half they say. But they're actually very thoughtful and outside of Twitter when you're speaking with them. They're lovely human beings to speak with. They really I, are. And incidentally, I, I'm not, don't, I don't think I'm going crazy, but I think this is maybe part and parcel is to get people to trust nothing, to feel totally yes. destabilized. Um, and so, I'm going to so, be honest. So, so, so here's something I want to bring out, up to you. Okay. I asked him last night. I said, I'm more of a journalist. I don't see myself as an influencer. Um, I don't like the fact I'm getting all these follows. I don't want you to follow me. I, I'm great. Glad that you found the content. Go follow him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I really like my phone's blowing up. It makes me really uncomfortable. I'm a little guy who just reports stuff and has a, a really good time doing my podcast and stuff. I never expected this type of attention. But I asked Brian, I said, Brian, do you see yourself? Because you put journalists as the first part of your your bio. Do you see yourself as a journalist or do you see yourself as an influencer? Because I got to be honest, your posting seems more like an influencer and less like a journalist. And Brian owned last night on the space that he is an influencer. He gets paid for the content that he publishes and he's no longer sees himself as a journalist, although he did journalism before. And, and so I appreciate him putting that out there. He, he had previously, I think he had made a joke about getting paid and sort of like to write it off. But like, he gets paid. I, well, he gets paid. Harry Jason gets paid. <laughs> well, they get paid for the posts by the people on behalf of whom they're making their posts. Right. So, like get, getting paid by a community uh, does not make you a, a, a mouthpiece for that community. But not disclosing that you're getting paid by the people who you are publicly supporting makes you a mouthpiece and a dishonest one at that. Mm -hmm. I just want the thing is that Eric said Erica said exactly what Democrats think. She said exactly what other Democrat handles were saying. Krasenstein, mm -hmm. Harry J. Sisson, Eric Fagelding. Uh, there's another one, Brooklyn Defiant, Brooklyn Dad, who we also know is getting paid. He seems to be a real person as well. Rob Reiner. Rob, does Rob? I mean, this is the thing. Now, some people are suggesting that. Some of these real celebrity accounts are being taken over by these. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Agencies. They're, yeah, and they're that, agents. So yeah. now, does, the guy who blocked us all here, the one that you sort of blew the lid on, seemingly, yeah. apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> does he run? Does he run one of those types of agencies? I don't know. Um, okay. I, I, I have information that I have not verified at the present moment, so I cannot. I, that would be defamation if I went there with this and I refuse to do that. Um, but I do have stuff that people have sent me um, that I'm working to verify right now that ties him to some other things, but the internet is sending me so much right now. I'm working with a couple other journalists to try to verify. So I, maybe sometime soon I might have more to say on that, but right now I can't definitively make a statement. Cool. And it was in fact, Victor, she was one of the other names I was looking for. Uh, so you, you piece this all together. You put out the tweet yesterday, say, Erica Marsh is not real. I repeat, she's not real. Not real. And um, I, look, I, have, I do have an operating theory that it actually doesn't matter if she's real. It matters uh, who ends up repeating it, appropriating that information, yes. and what they do with it. What, what is, um, I guess I've asked the question, but like the idea behind this, it makes Democrats look dumb. Oh. Yeah. But it also makes, I guess, to some extent, people who interact with it, conservatives who react, it makes them look dumb for reacting with a bot account after you find out. It makes everyone look dumb. Yeah, it's uh, social geoengineering. 
Um, so if you read Plato's Republic and, uh, if you ever listen to my podcast, I go into Greek mythology, uh, often telling the stories about, you know, the allegory of the cave and how it relates to modern day politics, but Plato's Republic, he, he talked about how to get people to believe in an ideal state. And you do that through what science has now, political science has now deemed what's called path modeling. If you would like your population to be able to accept a certain narrative, then you have to create a path model in order to do that. What better way to create that path model, but through social influencers, the white house used it during the pandemic, bringing on all the social influencers saying, go get a vaccine. Right. And it was highly, uh, really, it was up using the public good, so to speak at the time, uh, in order to try to raise vaccine awareness. And that's neither. If you believe in vaccines, don't believe in vaccines. I'm not into that conversation for you. Um, just getting to the point of social engineering has been going on in this country and it's been ratcheted up over the past really five years under Trump. Um, some people look at the smith Munt Act and the relaxing of propaganda rules under Obama as a possibility for why that started happening. Uh, but I think right now people realize that you can weaponize Twitter. Uh, look at the Twitter files. Um, you know, I mentioned Michael Schellenberg earlier. You have also have Matt Taibbi. Uh, they've put all this stuff out that the government understands that they can get very low profiles with 100 people that are following them that are actually government profiles in order to parrot a narrative to make it popular. Because ever since you were a child, you already know whatever's popular is what people vote for, right? People want to be in the winning club. And right now we have a politicized and we have a very split decision on that between Joe Biden and Donald Trump coming up in the next election. I personally wish it was neither of them. I wish we could go into something new, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so it's all social engineering. It's part of what's called path modeling. You can look that up and learn a little bit more about it. Um, and I called it, when I saw it on the guy's profile, SEOs call it social selling. Right. How do you sell society on something? And um, that was right on his LinkedIn page when I looked him up and I was like, oh, look at this. It's not even hidden. That's what his consulting group does. Social selling, which ties really back to Erica, too. I really wish that he would do an interview with you or with anybody uh, to answer for this and explain why his page is tied to all this. Uh, I think that we deserve an answer on that. Um, and he has, from everyone else's response out there as well, he's systematically blocked. It might be a block list, so anybody who right. interacted with ever, and I suspect he might be getting uh, harassed. But he uh, is, and, and, and uh, can I say something to your listeners? Oh yeah. If you're harassing, uh, my, 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 my listeners don't need to hear it, but some people yeah. out there need to hear it. Yeah, people yeah. need to hear this. Do not harass this guy. Like nothing about my post was harassing. I didn't send him any disrespectful messages. I simply pointed out what was going on. But I, there are people I saw on his page before he blocked me that were creating horrible conspiracy theories that he's part of this deep state and everything else. Um, he could be. But like, if that's where you're going to go, this guy is not going to talk to any of us. Like we were really close to getting a piece of a puzzle. And a lot of people just ruined that because the guy has run in the hiding. Like I said earlier, um, if, if you want to look up uh, another article, I think it was heavy.com. Uh, I don't remember her name. I think it was Eric, uh, not Erica, because Erica is who I'm talking about. It was, I'll, I'll bring it up in just a few moments. For yeah, you, hold but, on. I'll see, if, I'll see if I can find it here. Yeah, heavy.com ran the same story that I ran. Um, I didn't even know about it till this morning. Somebody sent it to me and I was like, oh, look, she already tried reaching out to him and he refused to speak with her as well. I was like, that's a. Uh, that's good information for me to have. Uh, um, Jessica McBride. I, okay, Jessica. Where do I see the author of this article here? What's, oh, here we go. Jessica McBride on the right. Okay. Yep. Is, is this this is the right one? Eric Marsh, the name of the political Twitter account whose tweet about the Supreme Court. 
It's funny that that was the tweet that got everybody. Uh, before right. then, everyone was like, oh, she's just another Krasenstein. <laughs> <They're> like, uh, <laughs> a, a young, attractive person. You know, who, who it's like, party? wait, wait, you went to racism. Here we go. We got to <laughs> we gotta call out the watchdogs now. <laughs> I, I, look, you're you're more optimistic than me. I think even if even if this guy had not been harassed, I think his fear is not uh, is not a, a, a rowdy Twitter crowd. I, I think his fear is government agencies themselves, if he's not already part of one. And if he is, he's certainly got to conceal that or make sure that that's not known. Because if it turns out, what was the, uh, the, there was a latest scandal about, oh, it was Harry J. Sisson about not being paid by the DNC, where, you know, he works for an agency. What was it called? It was called, it starts with a P. Uh, he works for an agency that works with the DNC. And he's trying to deny that he's a DNC spokesperson. He says what he believes he'd be saying it anyhow. And yet he works with an agency that gets paid by the DNC, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he puts out Erica Marsh level stupidity on his Twitter feed. Dude, so um, first of all, if I may ask your your, yeah. your background again, I mean, I, I, you clearly studied philosophy. Uh, yeah, so television and film, uh, went to a uh, a private Catholic college, uh, small little Catholic college up in Pennsylvania called the Sales University, where I studied theology and philosophy. While I was also getting my television and film degree, uh, worked in industry, uh, been a teacher, uh, currently teach at a high school, but I've taught at the college level, taught at the grade school level, um, and I teach audio, radio, video broadcast engineering. Uh, so I teach young people how to become radio uh, podcasters, uh, television producers, et cetera. Uh, so that, that's my background. And then my show got picked up by the America Out Loud Network last July. And I've been broadcasting with them every Monday through Friday ever since. Uh, before then, I was independently produced, uh, telling stories about young people and the hardships that they go through on a show called The Outlet. But my show now is called America Emboldened. And, um, you know, I have people like Dr. Peter McCullough's regulars on my show. Um, and basically, if there's somebody that I find interesting that news isn't covering, I actually hear something for your listeners. I'm the guy who interviewed and had the exclusive with John Paul MacIsaac. Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm -hmm. um, he did an hour and 45 minute long interview where I got to ask him questions about his motives. Uh, and it was, I think, probably one of the best journalism pieces that was done on John Paul MacIsaac the entire time because I didn't let him just say, oh, you know, I found this. I asked the questions of and what gave you the right or what made you think to look at this laptop, which I didn't hear other people asking that. Um, uh, well, and, I'm curious, actually, now, what was his answer to that question? Because he knew that it was Hunter Biden's laptop from the sign-off. Yeah, so I think he had a weak answer, quite honestly. Um, his answer was, because it was a water-damaged computer that kept turning off, he had to verify file by file, and he started seeing so much pornography and things that were un underage of questionable elk mm -hmm. that he decided that he better map this out and give it to the FBI to make sure that something bad didn't happen to him, which I could believe a lot of that. Like he seemed like a very trustworthy individual, but I, I did get the impression that uh, he was more of a Trump fan and it was a political weapon, but he also happened to have really good intel on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And that doesn't negate the fact that he was a Trump supporter. Um, he, he said on my interview, he wasn't, but I just, I wasn't buying the way that he went about that. Well, um, dude, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to go watch that now. Cause it's, I think okay. that's, that's an element. That's an aspect that most people don't, don't really consider how did he even get there? He knew that when it was dropped off, it was Hunter Biden's when it's abandoned. Well, that's a, you know, manna from the heavens and it's a gift. Yes. And then, you know, you got a good pretext for looking into it. And then once you find this, once you find the goods, Oh my goodness. And then, then he must've been crapping his pants because he becomes an actual at-risk person in society. Right. Uh, so what's, what's next for this story now? So you, you, you're going to, yeah, so I, 
Yeah, I have a Substack uh, coming out later today, publishing the photos that I told you about that ties Michael's uh, firm. It, well, Michael's personal photography to that area of where Erica's photo was taken. So people can see that, you know, I didn't just on a whim look at the other stuff that was out there and connect the dots that I waited for. Hey, I have multiple different things that people have sent me, multiple things that I'm observing. And I had enough of a connection at that point in time to run what I ran. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go back to doing my show. I, I don't in, expect to spend any more time on this quite honestly, because I'm sincere with your listeners and with anyone who's finding me, I have no interest in leading the conversation on any of this. I simply report things and let people think for themselves. And this is a really uncomfortable nerve wracking position to be in because I didn't intend whatsoever for any of this to blow up the way that it did. Um, I'm on vacation for the fourth and I'm just looking forward to spending time with my kids and my wife. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you have limited time and I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you for any yeah. more than that a question. You're not an expert on this, but someone in our Viva barnesyall.locals.com community is asking what's the best sign an account is fake in this day and age. This, this yeah. is a, it's a real question. Cause I, yeah. I get, I, some of them, they say parody. Some of them are just a little bit over the top, like, or some of them have ego and parody, whatever. Uh, to some extent, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't, you'll never know. Sometimes I take for granted, everything is fake and rubbish. And you, some, when you engage with it, you engage with it for a reason. It's maybe to speak to others using that idiotic tweet, even if it's parody as the pretext, but I try to vet in as much as humanly possible. So I know I'm either, you know, not getting duped or not getting uh, trolled. Yep. What, what ways can people practically uh, implement to make sure that, you know, an account is quasi real. So there's, there's two things I look for. The first is parody. Uh, if your account is I'm ultra MAGA and uh, blah, blah, blah. And everything on that account never, ever pushes anything away from like this huge narrative of ultra MAGA. Uh, there's a ton of accounts that I also uncovered. And I posted yesterday, uh, somebody had sent me this guy who's in Russia that does ultra MAGA accounts. Uh, so that's one is when you see parody far left, far right, but so far right, so far left that it's almost comedic. Chances are that person's possibly pushing buttons. But here's the, the main thing. Blurry photos or photos that look too good to be true are something that you should pay attention to. Because in today's day and time, everybody has access to a high megapixel camera to make sure that you can be seen. And then the last part is if you can ever get the person on a photo, AI does not understand how to do hands yet. And if you see somebody's hands, every single time the fingers will be deformed. I promise you. They have not perfected how to do uh, the hand model with artificial intelligence. And so where I see this the most is actually in an Asian market that's trying to scam people right now. And the direct messages like, hey, just came to the country. I'm lonely. Do you want to chat? I'm not sure if you get some stuff like that on Twitter, but I get, nope, no, 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 I actually don't. Uh, buy I, mean, I, I, say I keep my DMs open for stories, um, but I get tons. Of, I delete every single day. I'm like, oh, my God. But they're all AI generated images. None of these ladies are actually real ladies. Um, and so, you know, if you look at any of their images of like a photo, their fingers are like <laughs> twice the size of a normal human hand. Um, and it's only one hand that's twice the size. And so, yeah, it's, that's a huge thing. So I look for parody, things that are far, far off to either side. It doesn't mean that they're fake, but it makes me kind of question whether I even want to get my resources from them. Um, I don't follow a lot of people as that result. And then I look for far, far left, same exact thing. And there's plenty of people that are already right and left. We can follow politicians like AOC or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Both of them are nutballs to begin with. So we, we can listen to them and, and hear that stuff. You don't need to go follow those fringe accounts that are so far off to the side.
No, but as, as some people have asked these questions, I mean, that's the thing is like, it could be an AI generated account or it could just be appropriated by agencies for the purposes of political messaging. And I mean, that's what it's, it's one of the same thing. One is just done with meathead Rob Reiner. Right. The other one's done with, uh, 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 I forgot the name of the, 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 uh, the Brady bunch, Erica Marsh. Um, pa someone, Pasha Moyer with a $5 tip says here, Viva, will you be adding links and other references from Greg to locals? Absolutely. And if, if Greg, not to, not to ask you to do more sure. homework, could you send me, the the uh, the McIsaac interview, I'd love to watch that. Uh, what was his last? Yeah, name? John Paul MacIsaac. Yep, MacIsaac. Yeah. And um and all of your all of your, I know you don't want you're not an influencer and you're not you you could be a teacher. Teachers are influencers. That's I, that's how I approach my show. I approach my show as teaching, and that's that's what that tweet was about yesterday. This person is not real. I repeat, is not real. I was trying to teach people of the observation that I discovered and the way that it can be weaponized for election interference and other things. So everything I do when you listen to the show, uh, it's almost like you're in my classroom. Uh, even in conversations with people, I like to get to the whys. I'm not a right-leaning person. I'm not a left-leaning person. I'm more of a libertarian or anarchist in a lot of ways, I guess, the way I approach the world. Um, I, I hate to use the word anarchist because I don't want to watch things burn. I want everybody to get together, but I don't fit in either of those boxes extremely well. Um, so, yeah. Oh, wait, I, sorry. Actually, the most important thing, Oblividan on Rumble says, fake or not, I don't believe Erica Marsh should have been suspended. I would argue ooh. that allowing racist leftists... Well, this is the question. Let, me, is, let me address that. Let me address yeah, that. Yeah, please. She didn't get suspended because of me. So there's this big misnomer that I got her suspended because I called her out as fake. She doxed and published personal information telling people to go to somebody's home. Um, and so who, once... Not, I don't want to know who it was. What was the purpose of doing that? Uh, the person was arguing with them. Actually, the person lifted my work and put it as their own okay. and was going after her, but not in a way that I would. <laughs> um, I, I sent her a really respectful message like, hey, if you're real, I want to interview you. Prove me wrong. I'll quit my show. Um, <laughs> I was like, let's let's make this happen. Can, can I share something that, that I learned with, with, with everybody? Because I, I think this is the biggest learning lesson of the past 24 hours for me. I'm going to be more skeptical anytime I see somebody with 250,000 plus followers on Twitter, even 100,000, because this thing, even while I've been sitting here, hasn't stopped vibrating. And I've limited most of my uh, alerts and notifications at this point because it's been blowing up. I don't have 100,000 followers. I have like 5,000 followers. I had 2,100, I think, before yesterday, like something like that, 2,300, I don't know. Um, but I learned that. I'm very skeptical that anybody with over 250,000 followers is actually doing the work themselves. I think it's impossible. It's a full-time job. There's no way that people are on Twitter that much, tweeting that much unless, one, they don't have a job, or two, they have a social media <laughs> manager. It's one or the other. It's got to be their job if that's what they're doing. Greg, you're right, by the way, <laughs> now, not, not to sound sick. I have not that I have no one. I, you know, a trusted group of, I have, I, I work with Robert Barnes and we, we do our own research, but yeah, I don't, I don't trust anybody else on this earth. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest problem. Um, and so I was just looking, you're up to 5,300 and expect to go yeah. much more than that because uh, you, you provide, first of all, you have a very soothing, relaxing way of speaking, which I, I found very, I like, you're also very smart and you quote Plato and you understand it. And it's amazing. And I, I got you. It, I got you. No, but but but, <laughs> and, and, but it's like it's a wonderful discovery. No, People are going to yeah. discover you now, and they're get the good information and not the bad shit from the Erica Marshes, even right. if she were real. So she got docs. I thought she got uh, not docs. Sorry, she got suspended. I thought she got suspended for denying that she was parody. So I but think it, it's I think it's twofold now. I think probably it was doxed for the first part, 
And then now it's about parody and the fact that it's being looked into. Um, there are some people that are following what I put out and have asked me for information that I know know Elon Musk. Elon has not reached out to me. I don't expect him to. Uh, but people that I know that have worked with him are about the story. So my guess is that the people at Twitter are looking at this and trying to figure out what's going on, what can they do about it. Um, but I, I don't, I think at the end of the day, there's not much they can do about it. At the end of the day, it's going to be up to us to figure out if we're being fooled or not. And uh, like I said, when my Substack comes out later, I think you're going to see some of the technology that's out there. I, I link directly to these sites that can mimic the faces, can mimic the voice. Um, and you're going to start questioning anything. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't know if you saw the intro. I, there was a video that Trudeau, Justin Trudeau just put out a TikTok-like video. I wonder, I it's so bad, <laughs> I say it must be fake. Like, we, yeah. But it, I mean, it's dangerous, but it's liberating. We should not trust anything. And then the question is, some, the problem is though, sometimes you don't even trust what you see with your own eyes, literally. And so right. it's, it's very, very destructive for the fabric of society. People can't believe in anything. They think everybody's to be you know, distrusted. It's sort of like uh, Operation COINTELPRO, 2.0 on steroids. Um, Greg, I don't want to keep you any more time than I, than, than, uh, you, you'll let me know when you have to go or when you, you don't. Okay. Uh, so you're coming out with the, an update Substack. What's your Substack called? Uh, so it's America emboldened. So it's the, my name of my show. So Substack uh, backslash America emboldened. Okay. And we're, I'm going to put your Twitter handle right here and we're going to see what level of conversion this, this translates. Ooh, thank you. I'm, I'm following now. And I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we met. I'm glad we uh, met too. Uh, do I have any more questions? Uh, someone in Rumble says in a Rumble rant, Oblividan, the technology will 100% be in the wrong hands, namely government hands. It's already there. Mm -hmm. The best solution there. is to make sure it's in everyone's hands and build a widespread culture of online skepticism. When, when does it get to a video of Joe Biden saying he's released nukes on Russia uh, and the AI is indiscernible from reality? And then Putin thinks, holy cows, crazy Joe Biden's gone off the deep end. Um, like what, what is, that, that is the ultimate risk of all of this, correct? Yeah. Did you ever watch the movie Wag the Dog? Yes, but only 20 years ago. So I, I might have to watch yeah. it again. I mean, so I mean, Wag the Dog, we were talking about this 25 years ago when that movie came out, where they're picking footage from war torn parts of the country. Uh, other in Europe and publishing it to use propaganda for American citizens to get the public opinion. We don't need to look through old VHS tapes anymore. We have the ability with the Unreal Engine, we have the ability to do so much that's AI generated. And I always remember something that uh, I heard somebody say years ago. Anytime we see technology, remember that the government had a more powerful version of that before it was ever released to us. That the the people at the very top at the colleges and universities that are designing this stuff, we don't get to play with it until they're done playing with it, or they need to experiment on how it's going to work. So the fact that Chat GPT and now um, all these new AI generators for video are coming out, they have a more powerful version of that. So in answer to your question, those videos are actually already there. I mean, you can listen to Freddie Mercury singing "Beat It" by Michael Jackson. It sounds just like Freddie Mercury. Uh, there was a song by um, Drake uh, and yeah, The Weeknd, and I played it for my students, and my students were like, dude, when this come out? And I was like, it's not real, guys. And they're like, what? And they're, they were convinced they were listening to Drake in The Weeknd with the lyrics and everything else, but it's all artificial intelligence. So, you know, I've even gotten to the point where I start to wonder how much of the music that's on the radio at this point is valid music. Um, and that, you know, and but the, here's the big message to it. Within all that, if you look at from a philosophy standpoint, if you look at it from a faith perspective, you've also got to not get paranoid. 
you've got to trust and you got to love your neighbors. You got to trust that, you know, everything's okay. Everything's going to be well. And that the people that want to use this for the purposes that they want to use it for all that will come out in good time. And, um, I put on my Twitter yesterday, I saw what I did as I brought a little bit of lightness to dark, but there's a lot more dark out there and hopefully more people find it and bring it to light. That may not be my mission, but other people are aware now. Maybe they'll start adding more of these accounts. Greg, thank you for coming on. And let's, if Thanks we can, let's, let's do this, uh, uh, not on vacation weekend when you have more yeah, time. And come do my show. I'll get you on my show as well. well thousand thousand right? percent. Any day. Absolutely. Happy 4th of July, Greg. Thank you very Happy much. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Take care. And send me your links. I'm going to put them all around. We'll do all email. Please. All Thank right. you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I like Greg. The, I, in as much as he's a real person, maybe he's an AI bot. <laughs> Plot twist. A, Greg is AI generated. He doesn't actually exist. I was just talking with the computer for the last 45 minutes. Um, it really is interesting. I mean, it's, it is, it's not new. It's just an iteration of everything that we've already seen in the past with the current technology. So I got to go watch Wag the Dog again. I remember that movie using clips wildly out of context to create public support. I mean, it's, it, it's what operation Northwoods would have been had it. Well, that would have been real. They would have actually just, the government would have set things up. Why set them up when you can just create the impression that they've already been and you don't even have to. It's wild. It's all wild. All right. Now what we're going to do here, uh, we're going to continue going strong on rumble. Let me share the link with everyone here. Go give, give Greg a follow. And I want to read his update that he's able to track down that that photograph is in germany associated with that account that the dude who's behind that if it is sincerely him legitimately him and it obviously looks like it's very suspicious having gone out and blocked everybody but maybe he was getting harassed so that the block is totally unrelated to the truthfulness of any allegations if it's true and he's involved he's never given a public talk and he's probably getting a private talking to now by the by the forces that be all right uh, let me just see what I had in the backdrop here so that I can whet everybody's appetite with what we're going to cover. We're going to talk about Hirschman, uh, the coroner, an article called A Clot Too Far, one embalmer dissecting Hirschman's um, professional opinion to say that Hirschman is wrong and this guy's right, and wait until you hear the argument as to why, and uh, an article from McGill, which we're going to get into as well. All right, everybody. Come on over to uh, Rumble. Let's do this. Rumble link here. Anything on YouTube. Oh, what do I have left to do for the day? I got to snip and clip some stuff from last night's stream. I got to post the audio. No, I did just post the audio of yesterday's stream to our podcast. Uh, it's Viva Viva and Barnes Law for the People. It's on Podbean, so you can get all of our podcasts there. I'm snipping and clipping to Viva Clips. I'm posting the entire stream to YouTube intact, except... For those watching last night, I uploaded it this morning for the 15 seconds of Y'a pas d'arrangement by Zebda that I played at the end. I got a copyright claim and I'm going to delete the audio because I'm not working for, for them. Uh, so come on over to Rumble right now. That's it. And uh, we're going to talk some more. So ending on YouTube. Three, two, one. Now. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, this, this is the, the beautiful thing about what it is. <laughs> When Greg said, don't trust anybody with over a quarter million followers because they're either not working alone, they have an agency or whatever, or they, you know, it's their job. It's my job. It has become the most fortuitous, Ica guy, what I'm good at, what I like doing, what the world needs and what I can get paid for all overlapping. And that little centerpiece is what I'm doing now. I'd be doing it for nothing as I was before it actually became sustainable. 
Uh, I don't, it's not that I don't trust anybody. I do not trust anybody, but the varying levels of distrust uh, will, will vary depending on how well I know them. I trust Robert Barnes. But the old expression, you know, trust but verify, or as my father brought us up saying, uh, don't trust anybody with more than you can allow them to steal from you. You know, you leave your car unlocked, you're trusting people not to rummage through your car, but if you leave your car unlocked, don't leave a wallet filled with cash in the dashboard. Um, so that's my philosophy. Um, but you go on the internet and you should just never know if the person is real, if the person is legit, sincere, if they're being sarcastic, if they're being truthful, whatever. You have to dissect, uh, digest all the information accordingly. It does seem, and this is another reason why I like Greg, he, um, he's got a love and uh, understanding of philosophy. It seems that a lot of people on the internet really, really, really need to take a philosophy class and ju just logic, just logic in particular. Hold on one second. Let me, let me see this. I got to remember which tweet I want. We'll come to this one by the end. This is not what I wanted to bring up. Um, we're going to talk about the Michigan bill just, just very briefly. Um, people on the internet need to take logic. Now, I studied philosophy. Uh, I did an honors degree in it. So I got like 96 credits in philosophy. I wrote a thesis, which I called Deontological Consequentialism. I can't find my thesis because it was in my Yahoo account, which I hadn't accessed for whatever years, and they deleted my account. There goes my thesis, and I can't find a hard copy of it, but I'm going to look for it. Deontological consequentialism. Not Kant categorical imperatives, like there are certain things you have to do that you can never do, and not pragmatic consequentialism. The good is that which brings about the least suffering. Unless you maximize that which is good, you're never going to maximize the good. So you can't kill one person to save some 10 others from being killed because you're not actually minimizing the evil. Uh, you're actually just displacing it or becoming it. Uh, what did I say here? People need some critical thinking here. So now I put out a tweet this morning. This was Richard Hirschman. I'm going to try to get him on because I want to discuss with him. I know that he was in Died Suddenly and I had my issues with that documentary, which I raised at the time. I happen to also have listened to embalmers giving expert testimony during the National Citizens Inquiry, and they were talking about testifying to the very same thing that Richard Hirschman has been talking about for a while. Um, let me just make sure that I've got something, everything going on here. Good. Okay. Now I just lost, I just lost it. Damn it. It's over here. Okay. So Richard Hirschman is an embalmer. For those, he's an embalmer, been in the industry for 20 plus years. He put out a tweet. He's been talking about these strange clots that he, as an embalmer, has been noticing in cadavers that he has not seen in his 20-plus years as an embalmer. Now, that he's calling them clots. They don't look, and I've heard other people explain this, they don't look like typical blood clots. They actually look like something more fibrous, more protein-based, but they're acting as clots, apparently, in that they're clotting arteries, but they're not the typical blood clot. Allegedly. This is Hirschman saying, I never claim to be a doctor or a scientist. I'm an embalmer. I have been sounding an alarm about what I am seeing. I can only say that this is not normal. In the 20 years prior to 2021, I never, I never seen anything like this. Something is causing this, and I see it often. Okay. We've got these horrible calamari is how they've been described. Calamari looking things. People jump down the throats of people because they, you know, apparently... Hirschman has been already discredited. He's, he's a proven liar because another embalmer says, I disagree with his findings and I think his methodology is flawed. Therefore, he's a liar. 
I'll just read my tweet before I go on a bit of a tangent here. I read this and I say, look, there's only so many explanations, interpretations to this phenomenon. One is that Hirschman is just a liar, outright liar. He's a clout chaser. He's found a way to garner attention, garner public adulation, even though I'm sure he's met a lot more friction and a lot more backlash or social expulsion than social adulation. He's a total liar. That's one explanation. It's, it's an absolute hoax, or he knowingly is making an issue of something that he knows is not an issue that's always been around, and he's now just pretending it's new. To- option number one. I'm not saying it's the case. I don't think it's the case. It's option number one. Option number two, he's just wrong. It's th- this phenomenon has always been around to some extent, greater or lesser, and Hirschman is only now noticing it because, you know, once you start... Uh, you can become conspiratorial traumatized. Uh, like Alex Jones explained, you know, you can enter a form of psychosis, non-clinical term, where you are so conditioned, so traumatized to look for conspiracy that you look for it and see it where it doesn't exist. So it's possible it's always been there. He's just never seen it or he's never paid attention to it. He's only remarking on it now. So he is sincere and of good faith, but wrong in his observations. Or... Option number three, logical to option number three, it is in fact incurring more often now, period. It is. He's not the only embalmer to be talking about it. Maybe there's a slew of other embalmers. They're all out there, you know, for social credit. Uh, They're all looking for celebrity stardom. And so they're all just lying or they're just noticing things that never noticed before. Or it is in fact occurring more often, but there's a reason for it. One might be COVID itself causes this, you know. Again, we have to understand what the clot is. If it's not a blood clot, but a protein buildup or whatever, um, you know, that might explain different things. But when you get a COVID infection, protein, spike proteins build up in your body. They occur in your body. So maybe it's a result of COVID. Uh, number two, maybe it's a result of the jab. That's what some people think. Maybe it's A and B. I should have put three C would have been three A and B. Maybe it's 3C. Maybe it's just, a, you know, the indirect result of a years of stress, sedentary lifestyle, being, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Induced into um, eating burgers and getting beer so you can go get a jab. You know, solitary uh, confinement, sedentary lifestyle, three years of fear, porn-induced stress. Maybe it's that. Maybe for, maybe it's something totally, maybe, uh, you know, it's something atmospheric, totally coincidental, whatever. All right. Um. I'm I'm not in incognito, so I've got to make sure not to check my DMs so I don't disclose my sources accidentally. So that's what um, Richard puts out. And then people start sending me articles. Uh, oh, R- Richard, I guess you haven't, you didn't know that Richard was already, item one was already proven. Richard's a liar. And they send me uh, other people's analyses of Richard's opinion that they disagree with him. They say, I, I think he's wrong, and I think his methodology is flawed. And what's amazing, people don't understand the difference between being wrong and being a liar. One is entitled to be wrong without being called a liar uh, because we have all been wrong in our lives. And the fact that someone might disagree with his methodology does not make him a liar unless he knowingly misrepresented what he knew was not the case when he represented it. You can be wrong without being a liar, uh, and you can also sometimes be a liar without being wrong. And okay, so so let me, I'm going to bring this up because so this was one of the articles that you know disproved everything. He was it's it's it was definitive evidence that Richard Hirschman 
is a liar. Look at this. This is one article here. Science-based medicine. I'm not going to go argue authorities. Oh, look at this. I don't know. I've never heard of science-based medicine. What is this? I've never heard of. Who's the author? Benjamin Schmidt. I've never heard of this guy. He's a, he's a weak. Let's hear what he has to say. And by the way, it is going to uh, reiterate one of my problems with died suddenly. Everybody says, Viva, you're being too critical. You're a controlled opposition because you're criticizing died suddenly. Yeah. Because when you include clips of people dying suddenly that predate COVID, it allows everybody to write off what would otherwise be legitimate points of concern in the movie. And so uh, the hyperbolic, uh, very dramatic way in which these clots were presented in the movie uh, might have been done in a way that would allow people to discredit the movie itself and the message itself because of that, despite the fact that there might be some truth or at least some investigation required. A clot too far. An embalmer dissects anti-vax misinformation about blood clots in died suddenly. To the conspiracy theorist Stu Peters released an anti-vax pseudo-documentary, Died Suddenly. You all know I have my issues with Stu Peters because he, he was wrong on Pat King in the information put out about Pat King, who purportedly discovered how to end the COVID restrictions. Uh, I believe he was wrong about the snake venom stuff to the point where even the people who were on the same side were saying, back up, ease off the snake venom stuff and stick with the stuff that's actually true. And then, you know, some issues with Died Suddenly. Uh, key to its narrative are embalmers claiming that they are seeing more clots in bodies they are embalming than ever before. SBM has recruited Benjamin Schmidt, an experienced embalmer, to dissect their claims. Okay. How long do we go through this here? Some of this is legitimate. The, the criticism is that it's hyper-dramatized um, and also that some of it is totally normal. Uh, here we go. Okay, so let's see. We're going on in the prep room. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, this is a, a scene in the movie. After being told none of the footage has been altered, we are immediately treated to a scene of a dimly lit and possibly foggy embalming room where Mr. Hirschman is portrayed as headed to a final showdown with a deceased person waiting for him on a table. The scene appears to contain footage of two different people on tables. The sequence that includes Mr. Hirschman. I am not even convinced this is him and not an actor. Does appear to have table used for embalming with a body on it. The second shot clearly shows the body wrapped differently and not, and not a table used for embalming. See screenshot above. Embalming tables have trenches, yada, yada, yada. Also, as an aside, for someone who is so concerned with public health, Mr. Hirschman needs to examine his own here as he is decidedly not dressed in the OSHA recommended personal protective equipment prescribed for embalmers when they are preparing a body. Okay. He's pulling out a clot out of the iliac artery claiming this is not normal. This claim is patently false. First, unless an embalmer is injecting an autopsy case, they are not using the iliac artery, but the external iliac artery or the femoral artery because these are superficial to the surface of the skin, which allows for easy access. This is an important distinction because it is in this area, uh, sorry, it is in this area is that the external iliac turns into the femoral artery and it crosses the inguinal ligament headed towards the leg. <sighs> Do we want to just read this whole thing? This area is a common site of significant atherosclerosis, the hardening of arteries, which slows blood and can capture clots. In fact, if Mr. Hirschman had picked up his embalming book during mortuary school, some people might take issue with this person's purported authority right now, just based on this rhetoric. He would have recognized that we specifically teach this is a danger area for clots and arterial blockages. When these are encountered, the embalmer might be required to access the femoral or iliatic, 
iliac artery to inject the leg with embalming solution. It is extremely common to have to raise the term we use for accessing the vascular system through an incision, more than one artery to complete an embalming, particularly to get better distribution and diffusion of solution to the legs. Okay, and then we get some, some graphic images here. We are then treated to a montage of piles of blood. Again, this does not appear to be unusual. The difference here is that the clots have been collected for dramatic effect. These were not the clots that, that Hirschman was claiming were unusual. It goes down, it does a break breakdown of it, and then we see here, okay. The clots themselves, this is the main part. So now you have a better picture of the embalming process and how it works. We, although, you know, this guy's lecturing Hirschman, who seemingly has been doing this for 20 plus years. You get different types of clots. And this is where, even after I saw the movie, I said, these would be questions that I would have for Hirschman or anybody for that matter. Are these clots abnormal? Are these clots created as the result of the process of embalming? Um, and if they are, then the question is going to be, well, okay, how is Hirschman saying that they, he's never seen these before in his 20 years? If it happens all the time, one would have to conclude he's either grossly incompetent uh, or lying, or they're not all that totally common. And it's not all that normal a process um, that you see in embalming. Current, current jelly clots, blood clots that contain a blood element coagulated in an evenly mixed mass. Chicken fat clots, blood clots that contain all the blood elements with the red and white cells separated into distinct layers. White fibrin clots. Blood clots that lack red blood cells often found in the right atrium of the heart. Sludge coagulated blood. Oh, let's see here. How do we have to go? And this is a long, it was a long article. The monster clot from the jugular vein could be a chicken fat clot where the red portion has slawed off due to the pressure buildup and extraction of it from the vein. We can see evidence from sur surrounding the incision. It can also be a white fibrin clot as a properly placed angular forceps enters the right atrium of the heart via the jugular vein. I'm going to give everybody the link to this article so everybody can read it. This seems to be someone else's potential interpretation for Hirschman's own observations. Before I conclude, I would like to examine the data. Okay, let's read this actually. I'd like to examine the claims of the clots through the qualifications of an embalmer. And as I see it, there are three. There is a rise in clots. The clots are unusual and the clots are caused by the COVID vaccine. So let us look at them one by one. There is a rise in clots. Claim, not affirmation. It is impossible to tell, at least from the information presented in Died Suddenly. That might be true. It's not impossible to tell if there's a rise in clots at all. And I'll pull up an article in a second. As far as I know, there is not a database of all reported clots that creates statistics for us to reference. Plus, as you can imagine, it would be really hard for us to accurately gauge the number of clots in all the dead people in the entire world, especially considering most of the people do not get embalmed and are not examined by a coroner or medical examiner. This was specifically one of the complaints that not enough people who were seemingly dying suddenly, not enough people of the excess deaths of a certain age bracket were being examined by a medical uh, examiner or a coroner. That was exactly one of the critiques. Why would, one, why would one not be investigating a spike in deaths of unknown causes when one is faced with a spike in death of unknown causes, which has now been, or at least at one point in recent history, uh, last year, was the leading cause of death in Alberta? When you have excess mortality uh, that is inexplicable in New Brunswick and elsewhere in the world, why would these people not being, uh, be investigated by coroners or medical examiners. So what, what, what this individual in this analysis uses to discredit Hirschman is actually one of the elements that was brought up to say something ain't right and why isn't the government looking into this? 
If there is one, I would love to see it. As early as summer 2020, we were told that a side effect of COVID was clots. So if there is a rise in clots, there's a reasonable explanation. Do you see, do you see that this is sophistry right here? This is, this is sophistry. I haven't seen a rise in clots. And uh, there's no database. But in the beginning, we were told that there was a rise in clots because it's a side effect of COVID. So it's totally, totally expected. All right. Well, that sounds like you're at item 3A of my, of my explanation here. The person who purportedly disproves Hirschman's uh, observations. There's no rise in clots. I presume there'd be a database if there is. And I don't see one. So I don't know. But they told us in early 2020 that clots would be a side effect of COVID. So it would be normal that there would be an increase in clots. So that's the explanation. That is called creating an argument that can never be disproven. The clots are unusual. As I have explained, every clot is unique. They go through the, you know, how clots are unique. And the variations of clots are based on all the factors I listed. There is a way we could gain more information about the conditions when the clots were produced, and that is if Mr. Hirschman were to release his embalming case report review. It's funny, this same person in this same analysis was saying that, um, uh, I think it was this analysis, where there was an accusation of not respecting patient privacy. Hold on a second. That's good enough. A privacy, where is it? Find it. Sure that I'm sure that that was one of the critiques in this thing as well. How do I find it? Yeah, here, find privacy. Where's the word? It's in here. It comes up once. Oh, where is the word privacy? Yeah, th th there was an accusation in here of, I think, anyways, it doesn't matter. I right, sh share some more private information. We, we can figure out the nature of the clots, but th th that is a legitimate thing. The clots are unusual. We need to know if these clots are actually, what the clots are, 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 are comprised of. Uh, a typical embalming case report has demographic information such as gender and age, as well as any antemortem and postmortem conditions such as medical devices found, signs of moisture content, liver mortis, etc. It would also tell us what embalming fluids he used. That could not be another explanation. Uh, formaldehyde, etc. He already has a catalog of his cases and each sample bottle was labeled with the number. So if he allowed us to analyze his embalming case reports for each one, we would have more information. However, based on the images I've seen, particularly the image in the film's thumbnail of the clots on the blue glove, there's nothing unusual about it at all. Well, that's, you're entitled to your opinion. That does not discredit Hirschman's observations. The clots are caused by COVID-19 vaccines. And this is where there's legitimate criticism. There is distinct suggestion that the, the clots were caused by the vaccine and it's simply uh, observational or anecdotal. I'm going to give everybody the link to that article if you want to go read, uh, read it at your leisure. Hold on, I'm hearing my voice again for some reason. So the, what we have there is an individual who disagrees in with the findings. He says, those are, you know, I can't really tell very much. I can't tell what they're made of. I can't tell a lot of stuff. If I had more information, I'd be able to come to a better conclusion. All right. Well, it's information that Hirschman does have, whether or not he's disclosed at all, I don't know. So you might want to, you know, not defer to instead of attacking, had he read a textbook? Had he bothered to open his embalm? Yeah, I'm sure he's been doing it for 20 years um, and has such a shitty career because he does it so terribly. Lecture him on reading a textbook. That's a juvenile Twitter-esque type snide remark. Uh, you have someone who disagrees with Hirschman. That is not discrediting Hirschman's uh, professional opinion. And it is a professional opinion. Hirschman says, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. If Hirschman were in court and were applying for uh, the status of an expert on what? On embalming? Well, he doesn't need to be recognized as a scientist or a doctor. But I have no doubt that 
given his professional experience, given his training, given his extensive career, he would be recognized as a professional, as an expert in embalming. Someone needs to know how to embalm, what you define. I'm sure he'd be recognized. I don't know if he maybe had had his license revoked or if he has other issues that might discredit him as an expert. I don't think so. I think we would have heard that. He would be recognized as an expert in embalming. In his expert opinion, these are things he hasn't seen in his 20 plus years until recently. Whether or not he reflexively or a little too intempestively blames it on the jibby jab, feel free to disagree with him there. That does not make him a liar. If only there was some database, you know, if there was only some, something that, that would have tell us <laughs> if there's been an increase in, in, in clots. <laughs> I mean, if only. So now I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Hirschman. I'm going to YaleMedicine.org. Yale Medicine, 1-877-YALE-MEDS. The link between Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine and blood clots, what you need to know. This is new, by the way, guys. This is May 17, 2023. The new data prompts the CDC to update their advice. Oh, so it seems like there is a place where you can get this information. <laughs> it seems like, all right, Hirschman's, Hirschman's a quack and a hacks, and we're going we're gonna to ignore him. Do we all, are we going to rely on Yale Medicine? Oh, but Viva, now you're being a hypocrite, Viva. You call them fake news, but then you rely on them when it's convenient. I'm going to play the game that you're playing. Hirschman is a hack and a quack to be disregarded. Well, Yale Medicine must be... Uh, Let's see here. Originally published April 21, 2021. Updated May 18, 2023. Note, the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine is no longer available in the U.S. in May 2023. Exist Why not? Could it be because it was producing uh, a noticeable, concerning, problematic amount of clots? <laughs> Maybe. I, I think I remember when it got pulled in Quebec after the 46-year-old woman died of a clot after receiving the J&J. Existing doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine expired and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, directed providers to dispose of any that had gone unused. Why? Why would they do? Information in this article was accurate at the time of the original publication. Because information about COVID-19 changes rapidly, we encourage you to visit the websites, yada, 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 CDC, WHO, who got it all, you know, who got it wrong at any given point in time. Go, go, go ask them now. Concern has continued to grow over a small but growing number of rare but growing number. Can, can you? A small but growing number of rare but serious blood clotting disorders associated with the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine. Can, I, that's a that's a jumbo shrimp. It's a flat mountain. It's a it's an honest lawyer. But a big bada boom that joke never gets old. A small but growing number of cases of rare of a it's so rare but small and growing so that it's concerning. Okay, you keep using that word rare. You do not, do not think it means what you think it means. In May, the FDA put new restrictions on who can get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine based on a fresh review of data on life-threatening blood clots that have been associated with the vaccine. This was five months after the CDC. Uh, endorsed the decision to give a preferential recommendation to the Pfizer-BioNTech. doesn't work, but at least it doesn't kill you. Bada bing, bada boom, that's hyperbole, hyperbole. The latest decision restricts access of the vaccine to adults 18 and over who specifically request it or who cannot have the other available vaccines for medical reasons. The clotting disorder is called thrombosis with thrombocytopenia syndrome, TTS, and it is rare. An updated safety analysis showed that as of March 18, one out of more than 18 million people who got Johnson & Johnson, 60 cases of CTDS and nine had died. The analysis was based on suspected cases of TDS, yada, 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 uh, reported to the VAERS system, 
The risk appears to be greatest, one in 100,000 in women ages 30 to 49. The, okay, and this is, this is it. So let's see, what's, what's troubling about the reported clots? A blood clot is what it sounds like, a gel-like clump of blood. That doesn't look like what we saw with Hirschman. Small blood clots form whenever you cut, yada, yada, yada. As mentioned above, when clotting condition associated with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is called TTS, thrombosis occurs when blood clots block veins or arteries, and thrombocyte, thrombocytopenia is a condition characterized by abnormally low platelet levels in the blood. We saw this before with the AstraZeneca vaccine. A small number of serious blood clots had also been reported in people who received the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is not authorized for use in the United States. Hmm. In, it's amazing. Eh? All the stuff that they, they, they only learned that app. They had already given it the go ahead and then they learned there's a problem. They pulled it back. But the other ones are totally safe. Trust them. Both AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson vaccines, as well as Sputnik V vaccine in Russia, also are carrier or vector vaccines, which instrument. Okay. Blood clots are also a complication of COVID-19. We know that as well. There's no increase in the link, but if there is, it's because it's a side effect of COVID vaccine, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I didn't send everybody that link. Whatever. That, that was the Yale one. There was one that came out of my alma mater. Oh, this was just another, another takedown of uh, the documentary. There was something in the end of it that I, that I found particularly interesting. Died suddenly can serve as a teachable moment for those of us who study the post-COVID-19 anti-vaccination movement to help us recognize its trait and see its progress. We witness motivated reasoning. Hmm. We might be witnessing confession through projection right now, starting from the conclusion that the vaccines cannot be safe and looking for evidence that matches that conclusion. We see if, okay, whatever, this is a... Died suddenly premiered on Rumble. What was the part that I thought was interesting in this? Those who care. I have already read superficial denunciations of the movie by media outlets that do not address the core claims the movie makes. I get it. The escalation of anti-vaccine rhetoric into a mad fever pitch is so pronounced it can leave us speechless. We resort to dismissal, anger, and accusations of widespread idiocy. I worry that this sort of drive-by skepticism, quick, often smug, excusable though it may be, plays right into the hands of the movie, a movie like Died Suddenly. It's brave truth-tellers are shown as people who care. They want to prevent deaths. They are tearing through the wall of passivity and the thicket of wickedness they see in order to save human lives, propped up by the shallow depth of field of the camera, the professional lighting, the unnerving music, and the storytelling. Power of a good edit. It makes for convincing fodder. Our casual dismissal of these propaganda pieces doesn't help, in my opinion. If we want to persuade people, the people caught in their wake, not the diehard believers who can hardly be swayed, but those who are scared yet still willing to listen, willing to listen to reason. Why? Because this person's right. And no, this science doesn't change, unlike what we just saw in that Yale, art, Yale article. We must fact check with empathy. How about you just fact check to begin with? Forget the empathy. We must show how easy it is to topple the scarecrows of anti-vaccine propaganda. We need patience as hard as it is these days. Oh, oh God, remind me to puke a little more. Um, yeah, anti-vaccine skepticism. What, what are we up to now? Uh, let's, let's just, um, let's just, uh, hold on. Let me, let me open this up. We'll do this together in real time. Wag the dog. I was just looking at what year that was. Uh, adverse events, uh, COVID vaccine. What's the latest we're up to now? Uh, 
frequency. Let's see here. Let's see what the number is now. Someone took issue with the um, the recent study that that showed the the the, the, the review of Pfizer's own data that um, determined that the 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 risk of adverse events was what was it ten and ten and ten thousand and fifteen and ten thousand respectively for Moderna and Pfizer special events serious events of special interest. Yeah, but they're they're all just a bunch of crazy anti-vaxxers. They need to be they're, they're idiots. They just need to be they need to be duped into into trusting us um yeah that's that's that okay what else did we have here hold on uh, i haven't done this in a while i haven't done it today yet hold on a second let me bring up the uh rumble rants on rumble and then we might uh go over to locals viva barneslaw.locals.com and uh have a little after party take some q a have a discussion among people who are above average wink wink nudge nudge it's an inside joke come be part of the joke uh or be take part in the insidedness marty smith fan vaccine injuries are real i am living proof two plus years of hell 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 s laird dude i know who you are s laird i had chet chisholm on i had i had the martin family i had uh maddie degary's family I, I like. I, I'm not. It's it's anecdotal. It's anecdotal. I know personally, personally, directly, or personally through one degree of immediate separation. I don't want to give away any information that'll be enough to reveal identities. An elderly person. I'm going to be gender neutral on all of this. I'm just going to listen. I know an elderly person. I believe they're in their seventies. Died suddenly. Uh, old. So nobody thinks twice about it. It was only at the funeral that close friends discovered that the person had gotten the jab the day before or two days before, just like that. I have a 40, well, I had a 43 year old uh, school friend die suddenly in their sleep, just like that. Uh, a close friend who had chest pains for about a week after the jibby jab. And I said, get the, get a effing EKG. And the person didn't. Uh, a, cl- a close friend of a best friend diagnosed with myocarditis within two weeks of the jibby jab. A young teenager, friend of a relative, diagnosed with myocarditis shortly after the jibby jab. And, and, I, and I can go on. A 40, it was, I think the person was 40 some odd years old, dropped dead playing hockey. This is a, a, a close friend, hockey mate of a, fa- of a relative through marriage. Yeah, it's anecdotal. And then, and then when people want to write off Hirschman's assessment, they say, it's anecdotal. Yeah, it's, it's, only his, it's only his professional experience of having embalmed however many hundreds, if not thousands of people over 20 years. It's only, it's anecdotal. Medicine is anecdotal for, for, for the most part. Uh, anecdotal, by the way, it's a term that also gets uh, abused. Anecdotal means from personal experience of data that is not formally collected or you know, analyzed. It's not to say that in a doctor's professional experience of the 5,000 patients they've treated, they've never seen this before. That's not anecdotal. That's actually borderline scientific, borderline statistical, but whatever. Okay, I I went on a tangent. Marty Smith fences vaccine injuries are real. I'm living proof. Two plus years of hell, S Laird. $10 from Lightgiver says, I added a link of Dr. McCullough speaking about the clots and other adverse effects. I'm going to watch that because, and from what I understand, um, the clots are unique in that they are protein fibrous and not blood clots. So they're not like a coagulation of the blood. It's something else, something, oh. Now, but who knows what it's from? It's the wonderful thing about having eliminated the control group. Everybody's, pretty much everybody's vaccinated now. 
Oblividance is the technology will be there. Okay, we got we got those before. All right. Um, there was one other thing I had in the backdrop here. I think we we already talked about it, but why not before we forget? Um, no, that was the article for. Why is this in the thousands of dollars? Okay, I'm not watching this now. Uh, people, I think that's it. That's all. That's all we're gonna have for today. I'm glad I met Greg. I like Greg Bolden, B O U L D E N, and I think he. Let me make sure I'm not sharing just to make sure who sent me this message. Let me see if it's Greg's. Yeah, Greg's links are there. And by the way, I'm going to be doing a, a space with um, Mario Nafal tonight at six o'clock, I think, about the SCOTUS decisions. Uh, so I'll be there too, uh, doing a Twitter space. So I got to get my exercise on before I do that. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, sorry for the short notice for the stream, but man, Greg said yes last night and booyaka shot, it was going to happen. Erica Marsh, there's, there is a moral to all of this. Um, on the one hand, it doesn't matter who's saying what to the extent that it's true or false. Like who says something it does not, uh, is not the most determinate element as to its truthfulness or, or inaccuracy. It's not because someone, you know, and trust says something that is definitively going to be true. And it's not because it's someone who you hate that says something that is definitively going to be false. You're online. You can never, you can never operate on the basis that the person you're dealing with is actually a real human. Except in you know, some cases, it becomes a little easier to verify. You can check, check people's social media history, and when they have a footprint, you know, it becomes a little more difficult to write them off as totally AI-generated. You know, the Krasenstein's have a social media footprint. Sisson has a social media footprint. It doesn't mean they haven't been co-opted in, the, in real time, which they have. When, Brooklyn Dad Defiant, when you know that someone is getting paid by the political interests that they are repping, they've been captured. But... All that to say, Erica Marsh, real or not, the way people interact, the way the crowds follow behind, or the way that the real people interact with, that's what's relevant. That's what's shocking about all of this. Take everything with a wild degree of skepticism, massive skepticism, uh, you know, between uh, he who has there's two expressions that are mutually contradictory. He who hesitates is lost. Look before you leap. Um, yeah, those are mutually incompatible to some extent. But you are better off erring on the side of skepticism and caution when it comes to information you get online. Assume it's AI-generated and then operate accordingly. All right, everybody. Oh, I didn't give the link to, to Rumble. That's what we got. To, to VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. Come on over for the after party. Oh, let me just make it more exciting. After party, come on over. You don't have to become a supporting member. You can just, you don't have to become a supporter. You can just become a member of the community. We're over 111,000 members. That is non-paying, no financial commitment. You're just part of a community. If you choose to support through coins, whatever, allow us to continue doing what we're doing because I do do it day in and day out, 24 seven. I no longer practice as an attorney. Well, I no longer practice as an attorney. This is what I do. Although I am, you know, I still have legal expertise to offer every now and again come and support on vivabarneslaw.locals.com and let me just make sure i haven't forgotten anything and i'm not missing anything here marty smith fan says viva i just appreciate you so much your energy and intellect is infectious thank you very much there's a there's a joke in there about being infectious but i'm so thankful for you and robert on locals hold on i'm gonna bring this up because there's a flame emoji in it and i cannot it would be morally remiss of me not to show the beauty. All right, here you go. There it is. What is that? Oh, that's this. Okay, I love you so much. I thought that was a picnic table. 
but it's hands going like this. Your energy and intellect infectious. I'm so great. Thankful for you and Robert on Locals. Fire heart. Hands together. Pray. Really looking forward to the lectern guy Wednesday, one o'clock. He is awesome. Oh, lectern guy is coming on. So come on over to Locals. We're going we're gonna to go there right now. Although, do I end? Yes. I will end with this. Hold on, people. I'm going to play you out today with Viva getting shocked. Because it is on. It's on the YouTubes now. Okay, stop this. Going to play it out. Everyone come over to Locals. But watch this because it's hilarious. Did I just get a text? Who's this? My brother. Okay, hold on. Uh, go to YouTube. Enjoy the day, everybody. Thank you for being here. Viva Fry, if you want to get some merch, we got some shirts and there's going to be a new design coming out. Come over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com. And for now, enjoy some humor.